Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. Welcome everyone to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. It is all about Ohio, y'all. I am all about the ladies of Ohio. And I met our guest today about a year ago, and I have seen her all over the place. She is so much fun, and she is like she is on the scene, y'all. She's on the scene, and I'm so happy that she's agreed to come on the show <laughs> from Columbus, Ohio. Help me welcome Deborah Tallman. Yay! Deborah, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. For folks who don't know who you are, Deborah, can you share with us how you got started in pinball and what your journey was and where you're at today? Um, Yeah, definitely. So I started playing pinball because my friend Rebecca Schleider, uh, we, we connected in a health food store. It was like Trader Joe's or Whole Foods. I think we first talked in Whole Foods and she said, you're cool. And I said, no, you're cool. Um, and we both had celiac disease. We found out after like three minutes of talking and she said, well, I love playing pinball. Do you like pinball? And I was like, yeah, I love pinball. What did you just say? Pinball? Pinball is so great. Um, and then she said, well, great. Well, we have tournaments and we have leagues and it's really competitive and we travel competitively. And I was like, whoa, break, break, stop, right? No, competitive tournaments, leagues. No, forget that. I'm going to make a fool of myself. I don't want anything to do with any of that because I'm not good at pinball. I played it as a kid all the time, but like, I don't want to go participate in some tournaments where I'm just going to fall on my face. No, thank you. Um, right. And I like, I dodged it for like almost a year. I didn't like, she was like, you want to play today? And I'm like, no, I'd, cause she would, she would say, Oh, we have league tonight. Do you want to come? Oh, there's a tournament tonight. Do you want to come? And she's a determined person and she's a focused person. And every time I was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, so, so she and both she and Trent Augenstein um, were traveling and doing all these tournaments together. And finally they convinced me to go to uh, a local tournament at level one in Columbus, Ohio. And I went and I did horribly, but I had fun. And it was so much fun that I went and I did it again. I think the next thing that I ended up going to was in Allentown. I did not per I did not go to the tournament for Allentown, but I went to the show and there were hundreds of pinball machines all in rows. And there were these geeks of all ages, like older geeks and baby geeks wandering around playing pinball machines from like the 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, and it was kind of mind blowing. Like people do this for fun. They, they plan to go to these events where they bring all these pinball machines and you could just play all of them. Um, so that was totally mind-blowing. I remember, I think, Trent and uh, Tim... Oh, God, what's his name? Tim uh, works for Stern right now. Tim Balls. Tim Sick. We're, Tim, okay. we're just... We're just going to go with Tim Balls because, you know, that's the best. Anyway, he was there that year. He, I think he won or he got a higher placement in it. And I'd never met any of these people, but they just struck me as like above average, incredibly decent human beings, all of them. And, um, and I was hooked. And then I think the next thing I went to was Pinburg, which, oh, wow. which was a, which was just a big step up. And it was my first official tournament was going to Pinburg. If you, if you count the thing at level one, that was technically my first tournament, but I, you know, I didn't know what I was doing and I actually thought it was like a league night thing. And it turned out it was a tournament. Um, and in Pinburg, I remember I kind of caught the competitive bug because I made D division finals. Oh uh, wow! 
And that's awesome. It's $200. Um, nice. $200 to fall out in the first round of D division finals. I mean, like you can't, you can't say no to that. Um, and then after that I was hooked. I mean, I love traveling for pinball and I, I started doing that with Trent and we've just been doing that forever now. Um, and meeting, I mean, look, you know, it's, it's half the pinball and it's half the people you meet in pinball. Oh, definitely. I definitely. take it for granted now. And I really, I, you really can't though, because these people don't exist in such high quantities outside of the pinball community. It's just not a thing. Um, yeah, no. not, not to that level. Yeah, I completely so. agree. I mean, the, the, the pinball family that I've slowly created and built and, and all the amazing people I met, it, it, it is, is something very special. I'm, I'm addicted to it. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing Greg Pavarelli out at events and DJ real and um, Maureen Hendricks and um, uh, Gene Huang. Um, and like these people all Adam Becker and Raymond Davidson and Jeff Tialis and uh, uh, Dan Spoiler. Like it's, it's, that's national. And then international, the people that I've met in Italy and Copenhagen, just by buying the ticket, showing up, spending some money on a hotel and you're in heaven. Like this is, this is like when you're losing in a pinball tournament, like if I did not very well at Indisc, it was a poor showing for me. And um, it was like serious first world problems because we were hanging out in California for four days with our friends. <laughs> playing pinball and I was losing and miserable about it. And all it took for me was to look around and say, what, what am I, what am I upset about? This is incredible. This is the life. Um, yeah. So like anyone, I think anyone is probably listening to a podcast like this plays in this kind of the sport of it and is involved with the community on some level. Um, and they already know this to be true, but just for whatever reason, if you wandered into a pinball podcast looking for, I don't know, ping pong podcasts, and here you are, <laughs> um, just know that this is a sweet group and you need to check it out immediately. Like, toot sweet. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I completely 1000% agree. Um, no, that I, I love that story. And, you know, you are just such a, a visible part of the community. I always see you at events because I'm usually watching streams and I'm like, hey, look, there's Deborah. And, and I we've met in person at Bat City. Um, so it was it was so much fun yeah. meeting you and, and, and uh, meeting and Trent. You guys cool heard my, my Trent Augustine story. <laughs> so. wait, 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 wait. Can you tell me the Trent Augustine story again? No, you, so. Okay, so. The the sure. Trent Augustine story as it goes is that my first like pinball anything was the Bat City Open two years ago, like I when I discovered competitive pinball. Oh damn. And, yeah, so I Why I you're I'm like Yeah, and yeah, I know it's crazy. Um so I like, you know, type, 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 you know, find like, oh, this there's this thing called the Bat City Open. Well, that looks fun. So <laughs> I just drive myself up to Austin, which is about an hour and a half away. Listen and to you. I avoided I, it for a year. You heard about one tournament and you were like, yeah, buddy, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Get in the car. Yeah. So I show. And so before the main tournament on Saturday, Friday night, we had a, uh, it was a, it was a flip frenzy. No, it was a, a strikes tournament, three strikes tournament. Yeah. And my very first yeah. game that I ever played competitively, I was in a foursome <laughs> with Trent. And I had no idea who Trent was. I had no idea what was going on. I'm everybody's like, that's Trent Augustine. I'm like, I don't know. He seems like a cool dude. I don't know who he is. And then I found I out who so he was. Like, oh my God. I was like, ah, oh, I feel like a total moron. So I was like, oh my God. I was asking like a bunch of questions. Total noob. It was like really funny. So oh, I'm fantastic. like, 
So that so year later, I come back to the Bat City Open and I and I like and reintroduce myself to him. I'm like, hey, you know, it's funny you were the first person I ever played, and you know, it's so nice meeting you again. Blah 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 blah. Who do I end up with first round, first game of the Bat City Open? Couldn't be. I end up with Trent. Um, we play a game of World Cup soccer, and you know, he totally took me to town, which is fine. Uh, but it was like so funny. I was like, is this going to be our thing? <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, he's so nice and so gracious and he's just such a sweetheart and <laughs> just like laugh i'm like okay i'm, I'm not gonna win Let's, we're gonna go for second which i did i actually had a decent game of world cup soccer but uh but yeah no it was like that that was our like that's my thing now it's like i'm just waiting for the next bat city open and i'm like if he and i end up in a foursome again i'm like this is just weird <laughs> You're saying if you and Trent end up in a foursome again, that would be yeah. weird. It's happened twice before. It's it's happened twice. So a third time, I'm like, I I, I don't know. I'm going to need to buy a lot of tickets. I'm trying not to think of the double entendre here, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not weird the first there time. Is that. No, 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 it's shocking the first time, but he's a nice guy and you feel dumb. <laughs> the second time, it's like, well, what's what are the chances of another foursome? With both of us in it, but the third time—that's that's when it gets weird. That's the beginning of weird. <laughs> well, not when I you like frame it. it like that. I like it. <laughs> oh my god, there's so many things I want to talk about, and we only have an hour, and you're going to have to cut so much of this. I swear you will. But I have I have a list, and you're not—it's it's all here. Oh it's, my god, listeners, you can't see it. She's got like a whole list of stuff. Hey, because there's I'm so down, much going so. on right now. <laughs> there is so much going on. So let's let's jump into pinball news. Um, so I had a few things, and I definitely want you to share what you have. So I'll kick it off with our first story, which I'm super excited about. Twip, I'm calling it Twip 2.0. Um, the Twip podcast yeah. is back. Um, they're calling it Twip Talk for now. So Jeff Patterson has rebooted the Twip podcast, and it's in a completely different format. Um, it's shorter, and it's a uh, tiny segments. Um, you know, at no more than five minutes, they have segments from industry. They had, uh, segments about the IFPA. My favorite segment, however, was Mrs. Pin. Did you get a chance to, to listen to the podcast yet? No, Deborah? no, no, I have not. Oh, because, it's extra yeah. special. Uh, Mrs. Pin is doing a segment for the new Twit podcast called Pinball for Dummies. If you've listened to her <laughs> podcast, she offers the same, she has the same segment on her show and it's now carried over to the Twit podcast. And she breaks down like, it's kind of like a pinball 101. Um, and is it like she talks about one, how a tilt bob works? She talks about nudging, exactly. she talks about software, yeah. like just anything, like just kind yeah. of like, so, makes it simple. Exactly. So it's like, you know, total pinball noob. You didn't know anything that was going on. Dude, I love having the tilt bob conversation with noobs. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing to show them their first tilt bob. It's kind of like your first foursome with Trent Augustine. <laughs> you always remember your first tilt bob. <laughs> tilt bob pop through. <laughs> oh my god. Mom, tell me about the tilt bob. <laughs> So she did the the first episode she did um was about the lockdown bar explaining to people how the lockdown bar works and she did a song she she did a song um about the lockdown bar um with the spice girls uh 
uh, if you want to be my lover, you know, it, it, it was very, if you want to lock yeah. my bar down, you yeah. got to clip these things here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'll, I'll include a link in the show notes. You guys, it, if nothing else, that entire episode, it was great, but that was the the price of admission right there. I was like, this was totally awesome. So um, she always makes me laugh, but that was, it was super fun. It was very, so she, very fun. She's called Mrs. Pin. What's your nickname? I don't have a nickname. I don't, I have, a, don't I, have a nickname. I, I don't this have a nickname. Can we I figure know. out a nickname for you? I probably could use a nickname. I don't have, I don't, I don't have one. So, I mean, if you can come up with one, that would be super cool. Uh, I, our listeners, if you guys have a nickname suggestion, yes. I'm we, totally down for that. We could have a nickname contest, a, uh, <gasps> a handle contest, if you will. And the winner could get some like cool back box pinball podcast swag. You know what? We're doing this right now. So we're <laughs> making up a contest y'all. So Deborah has made up a contest. So we're going to, we'll do it for the month. Uh, what's we're in the middle of February. So we'll do it through the end of the month. If send me a suggestion, backbox pinball podcast at gmail.com. Um, I'm ready. It, it has to be something, I'm doing yeah, this. It, I, I'm, I'm going to hopefully be the winner of this contest <laughs> that I just it, invented. It, I, I might have to like, you know, figure out like a pan. I guess I'm going to have to decide like, yeah, I could be called panel. that. That would be okay. But yeah, whoever, yeah, cool you know, a it. panel, I need a panel of judges to Mrs. come Pin up with a nickname. should be on the panel because she has one of the best nicknames. She does. I might <laughs> have to ask her. Um, but whoever I choose, um, I will send you, um, they're, they're still being made, but I will send you an official Backbox Pinball Podcast pin. And oh. the only way you can get the enamel pin normally is if you are a Patreon subscriber. Um, but if you win the contest, I will send you a pin. So, and so, so they're super special. So that'll be through, I like this idea. I don't have a nickname. It'll be fun. Um, through, through the month of February, you guys, at the end of the month, um, I'll, if whoever sent something in, I'll pick a winner and, um, that will be my new nickname and maybe it'll be something fun that I can even use as my initials for, you know, when I'm putting in my scores, whenever I do get a high score. Oh, I like that. I like how you say that too. When I'm putting in my scores, you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Um, I I say it because I like want to dream it into existence. It's like the secret. (laughs) Um, You have to manifest your destiny. Exactly. I got a manifest your nickname here. Oh, did I ask? Um, Did I ask already? Can we swears on the, on the squad cast? Okay, if you Podcast? swear, I'm going to beep you out. But yeah, oh. we try not to swear for the children oh. that may listen. <laughs> so, okay. I didn't tell you that at the beginning. But yeah, we. Uh, right. if, if, if it flies out, it's okay. I'm just going to beep you. But I'll yeah. try not to Joe Pesci this podcast. <laughs> I appreciate that because that means less editing time. <laughs> Chicago Gaming um, Company and Cactus Canyon. The supposed Cactus Canyon rumors. This is what I hear. Do you hear this too? Yeah, no, I've I've definitely heard that rumor that talk about this um, all the time on your show already. <laughs> no, we actually haven't talked about it, but I have heard it on. It's been the rumor on other shows, and I've heard it out and about um, that they're not going to be able to do the the original Cactus King, or no, they're not going to be doing the like the Cactus the updated Canyon updated one. Software. They're going to be able to maybe redo the original Cactus Canyon that's missing that software yeah. um, piece from the original. Uh, coder um i i like cactus canyon it's a cool game you played it uh yes i have played it what um, would you say to so, those who have not played cactus canyon it's it's pretty awesome i mean i don't think it's like the greatest thing ever uh, but it's lies it's the greatest thing ever <laughs> More, but, better um, better than that other cactus game with the three dancing cacti although maybe not better 
Maybe the three dancing <laughs> cacti cactuses? What's the appropriate plural for cactus? I think it's cacti. Cacti. I want it to be cacti, so we're just going to make it yeah. cacti. It could just be cactus, like deer is deer. But the, the dancing ones, that probably takes the cake now that I think about it. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Have you seen no. it? Oh, my God. No, you haven't seen you? it? You're no. going to look now it now up, Now I'm going to have to Google it. Dancing yeah, I'm going to have to. I really, really, really should remember what it's called because Ron Schuster has one in, in Normalville in his amazing collection that everybody needs to go see. Um, and he has a dancing cactus, cacti. But um, you haven't seen it yet, and so you just don't. No, I haven't. So, I yeah. I will I will Google that later, One and we'll we'll include it in the show notes. Do you no. know what my favorite Cactus Canyon line is? Hmm. Lock is no. lit, and so am I. <laughs> okay. Now that I've embarrassed myself, let's move on. <laughs> what uh, uh, what other exciting twip news have we got? Well, we got we had the twip talk, so that yay for Jeff and the two point um, The mm-hmm. other thing was I really like this new um, YouTube channel called Hurry Up Pinball. It's uh, mm-hmm. a bunch of pinball tutorials. For the most part, they're pretty short. Um, I I was trying to dig deeper and find out who the content creator is, yeah. but I really like it. Um, you know, they had one about installing a shaker motor, installing pin blades. Um, you know, they had a bunch of different things and it was very helpful. And I watched the one about the shaker motor and I, I really enjoyed it. I was like, I'm always like, I like content like that because I'm trying to be better about fixing my machines. Uh, Um, because instead of having now it's gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, the guy who works on my machines, I talked about this before on the show, he's encouraging me to learn and I've been dragging my feet. So having content like this that tells me how to do things is very helpful because I'm I'm kind of visual when it comes to stuff like this. I think I think I figured out who is doing the hurry up. Oh, did you figure it out? Who is it? it first of all, it sounds like somebody who's trying to sell things, right? Because they're trying to teach their customers how to put the things in that they're selling. So that's my yeah. guess. Pinballsprinter.com. But everybody wants to know how to put in a shaker motor. And okay, I get to look like a magician when I show up to a house with a shaker motor and install it. And then their game shakes when they hit the multi-ball shot and they're just amazed. Um, but it's really easy. It's like screws and don't turn it around the wrong direction <laughs> and keep the wire out of the way of the spinny shaky part like simple stuff but it is impressive to a customer that you know doesn't want to break their beautiful new pinball machine uh all right basic strategies number of different pinball machines simple overview of specific games what okay well it's definitely brought to you by pinball spinners dot pinball spinner.com i just haven't figured out who this is but i will i totally will I don't know. Maybe it's a maybe it's a passion project brought to you by people who just love pinball. That could be a thing. That's always the possibility. It is. Corey Hulse, Hulse Hulse. Uh, a series of videos. Okay. Well, anyway, this is what we know about it so far. Corey. And thank you, Corey. Corey, <laughs> thank you for providing new pinball content, especially for repair stuff. I mean, there's lots of what you know dude. commentary about you know, pinball games and designers and all that jazz, but it's kind of nice seeing pinball repair stuff because that, that is super helpful. Um, I, I really like it. So I'll include a link again, listeners in the show notes, um, calling that out. Um, you might want to go check that out. And the other thing, and it's, it's weird cause I, you know, it's a podcast talking about another podcast, but they had a really cool we'll guest, the super awesome pinball show <laughs> interview, Joe Kamikow. Oh yeah. That was a great interview. 
It was a really good interview. So a couple of the highlights, you guys, um, he kind of told the story about at the, you know, right there at the end, they're about ready to, you know, push Beatles out. And George uh, Harrison's widow said he, they had to include an extra song that they hadn't prepared for or had even coded for. So when you hear Taxman, it was because there was nothing that was written by George Harrison that was included on the machine. So they needed to add a George Harrison song. So they chose Taxman. Um, Which, but I, I, I thought that the story included the uh, extra added cost of purchasing the tax yep. man song and they had to buy it, <laughs> <laughs> which I was like, dang, I was like, that, man, that's rough. I was like, you can't make this game unless you buy this other song. <laughs> For those of you who don't know who Joe Kamakau is, he is like a licensed guru. He's the guy currently behind Kapow Pinball. They bought you things like the Beatles and they also bought you things like Batman 66. Um, he uh, talked about there being an exclusive GNR song that um, is going to be on the new Guns N' Roses pinball machine from Jersey Jack. And it is going to be during the extra ball mode. And it is a song that's never been released publicly. So it'll only be, it is exclusive to the pinball machine, which if you're a GNR fan, I think that would be kind of cool. Wow. Yeah, that is really cool. It's, uh, it's on the new machine. Yeah, it's on the new machine that, that's rolling out. We uh, haven't gotten a date on that yet, but it's exciting to hear more and more about that one. And then, of course, they were teasing a reboot of Back to the Future. Didn't really go too in-depth in, in it, but it was, it was teased. So that might be something coming soon from Kapow Pinball, which is very exciting because I love Back to the Future. And it really does need a reboot. I'm not loving the one from back in the day. Uh, no, the the one where um, Marty McFly looks like some like he's been taken over by like an actual alien, like the <laughs> Twin Pines guy thought was uh, invading his farm. Um, listen, Joe Kamenkow, I had I had to point this out because I didn't know this about Joe. He also I think is currently employed by Zynga, like Farmville Zynga. Mm-hmm. Yep, I did not know that. Um, yeah, which is kind of an interesting side project, or I guess is in this case is his main project, but he's still with pinball too. So, yeah, he's got a lot of things going on, and and Farmville. I mean, that's kind of a big deal. So he was saying that even though eighty stuff, because again, they do a lot of licensing with uh, casinos and, ga- and gaming, uh, larger gaming like that. That eighties doesn't translate really well, and that's what a lot of people in the pinball community you always hear like, let's do Goonies, let's do Gremlins, let's do you know, back to the future. And, you know, it's hard to translate that into actual casino games, which I find interesting. I was like, hmm, I, I, I would have thought everybody would have been down with the nostalgia, but maybe it's just a pinball thing. Okay. So check it. This is like a demographic thing. I think that like eighties machines will be coming more potentially like with Stern. They're always, they've always been chasing this dollar that's coming from people who are like forties, fifties, you know, they have money. Um, they're comfortable now. Uh, and they're spending it on things like pinball machines because they were nostalgic because they played pinball when they were a kid. Okay, right. that, that's a huge driver. We can all agree. We look at titles like Aerosmith and ACDC and Iron Maiden, and and the list goes on and on. And if you ever hear um, uh, Andy Rosa, do you know Andy mm-hmm. Rosa? He's, I know of him. I've, I've never met him in person. So I think he won. Yeah, he won the circuit, um, uh, the he circuit did. event in uh, Chicago last year, which was phenomenal. I mean, he's an incredible player. Um, but on top of that, he's a DJ. Oh, cool. <laughs> he's constantly like begging the pinball universe, please give me something like give me something to work with on my locations because he's an operator too. You know, he plays pinball, but he operates these machines and he's a businessman and he wants he wants. Um, Oh God, like he wants a Cardi B machine. Like he wants, <laughs> he wants 
Oh. Lizzo, y'all. Lizzo. Oh my Beyonce, God, that would be, anything. That would be bleeping incredible. Lizzo? Yeah, it would. Give me some Lizzo any day. Yeah, um, that, that would be the, the best this machine Ariana, ever. Gran- like, Ariana Grande, who I still think is kind of, I mean, obviously she's a powerhouse Taylor Swift, but like compared to my love of Lizzo, I don't know. But Andy's always like demanding, like, let's get these modern machines going. But the problem is that there's no nostalgia about these people yet. Right now they're relevant. Keep in mind, Dolly Parton, when that pinball came out and the Rolling Stones and Elvis, those machines came out when those artists were relevant it was kind of a different era and it was like a different cost structure um so that changes the game somewhat and pinballs were popular in bars as standalone like a single one or two pinball machines could make money in a bar and a lot of them were sold that way so i get we don't have that world right now there's a lot of people buying them for their homes directly and they cost six thousand dollars as opposed to five hundred or a thousand Right, But it used to be all about what was modern in music, and that was what a pinball machine was made to emulate. And now, like you said, it's a nostalgia. But so the people who grew up in the 80s, like me, for instance, I was uh, um, like, that was my like childhood um, was like late 80s. And when I get nostalgic, like when I have the money, I should say, when I have the money to burn in like maybe another 10 years, when I'm at that like sweet spot demographic that Stern caters to, that's when they should start busting out with that back to the future and the Goonies and all that. Like, <laughs> they're coming, they're coming around the corner on that. Like they could start kind of like sneaking that in now. And I think that those people are the people that are having the money that they, that they want to cater to. I do. I think that, I think that it's just not quite time yet. But it's getting there, right? I mean, Willy Wonka's done very well. Yeah, we've kind of we've talked a little bit about that. You know, we're kind of getting out of the the '70s rock. I mean, there's a few more bands that they could possibly do, but they're really kind of with GNR. You know, I'd love to see some stuff from like the '90s. You know, Nirvana, Foo Fighters, um, Soundgarden. I'm, I'm a huge alternative oh, rock fan, wow. so I, I think some of those. You know, if you want to stay in that rock genre, you could do that. Although y'all know that my number one, like one of my number ones is Prince. I don't even know why there is not a Prince machine. It would be the bestest machine ever. I'm not going to get on my soapbox, but y'all know how I feel about it. It could be. It could be amazing. I'm surprised at how much I like ACDC, actually. Just as a game that shoots and a game that rocks. Yeah, it's fun. I like ACDC, the band. I missed their show when they came through town last on their last tour. And I really regret it because every person I talked to, like, that was the best show ever. I was like, dang it. it." So so I, I hope to catch them next time. I could probably catch some um, guff for this, but I, I knew, like I recognized ACDC songs on the, like radio. Yeah. I can sing along to this song, but I didn't know that it was the band. I did not know that (laughs) until I started playing Akadaka, which I learned by the way, recently fun fact is the correct and accurate pronunciation in Australia, which is where they're from, which makes it the pronounce the pronunciation. So just wanted to share that Akadaka. I had heard the Akadaka thing, but I didn't I that didn't put two real. and two together. That makes sense because they're Australian. So why wouldn't you pronounce it the Australian way? They're Australian. That makes so much sense. And I don't, I, I don't know because I didn't hear it um, pronounced out loud by an Australian. It could be Akadaka or Akadaka. <laughs> but now we're Austra- I, Australian friends. <laughs> Please let us know. Please. <laughs> These are um, things we need to, to find out in life. But I think that's amazing. And I think that I should, out of respect of the machine and the uh, the band, not the drummer, but the rest of the band, um, that we should, you know, pronounce it correctly. That's what okay. I think. 
We're not even going to talk about it. As we go forward, y'all, on the Backbox Pinball Podcast, it will be Akadaka. Akadaka. Mm. <laughs> so it is written. So I love it. I love it. You know, kind of a whole lot of news there. So, you know, Akadaka, that's all, you know, great. But again, we're talking about those nostalgia themes. But to bring it back, there, you know, Stern released Stranger Things, which is super topical. It is mm-hmm. super in the moment. I mean, it's the show is still right on Netflix. It's, it's, it's they're going into season three. Um, you know, I've heard I have not played it, so I've only seen video. Um, there isn't one on location here in San Antonio yet. But um, is it something that you've played, or what is your experience that you've seen so far? I've played it a lot, um, and I'm I'm not here to like apologize or or like project the awesomeness. Like I like I'm not for or against um, any one pinball company, except I know that Stern like puts together just good sturdy games, and that's kind of like that's just kind of a thing. Like they have their own problems as anybody does, but they're a really good pinball company. Um, and this particular machine is, I love it. <laughs> I really, really love it uh, because the shots are clean and fun and they come back around in interesting ways. Um, and it's fast and it's beautiful. The sounds are beautiful. Um, the color is beautiful. And the, um, the images that they use from the show are really cool. Now, that being said, it like, like no machine can please everybody. One of the people that loves Stranger Things told me that like, it doesn't have more of the uplifting, warm, endearing stuff that they love about Stranger Things. It like, focuses on the weird and strange and creepy and odd and abnormal stuff, which since I haven't seen enough of the show to get involved you know, emotionally into it, like that's fine for me because I feel like it's cool and fun and creepy and I feel like I'm living in the 80s when I'm playing this game. Um, the center shot, I, I so the center shot is the I think they call it the demi gorgon, if I'm saying that correctly. And um, it is you know the the titular one of the scary characters in the show, and it you're supposed to be able to kick a ball up into his face, and that's cool when it happens, but it hasn't been happening on every machine. And the machines that it doesn't happen on, it's extremely frustrating. I have fixed this as a player by just whenever I play it, not going for the center. <laughs> avoid, <laughs> avoid, avoid. Eventually, they've got. Um, I, I heard that they have a fix in place where they're going to like after enough hits to it, like it still activates a switch, so the game knows if you've tried to hit it like five times or whatever, then it'll quote destroy the the mm-hmm. creature, and you can move on out of that mode. That'll like so that's an easy enough fix. But like, I want them to make it so that the head can actually get the the hit from the ball because then it right. would be a seriously fun game. Overall, Stranger Things is doing incredibly well on location from everything that I hear from people who have it out. Like, it's phenomenal um, because the thing that I like about it more than, you know, being an uppity pinball person who is super specific about what's great and not great about a game because, oh, I play pinball, is that, like, your average layperson can come in and they're obviously, like, entertained and enthralled by this machine. They're going up to it and they're putting money in it. These are probably people who otherwise wouldn't be playing pinball. Right. They see it in a bar and they get excited and they're actually finding a new thing to do and they're being actually introduced to pinball by it which is really good for the community us because that you know the numbers of people that have gone into the community in the last couple years you and me we're new in the community look at this um there's so many and it's 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 creating this like I don't wellspring is a really cheesy way thing to say, but it's creating this energy that's coming from underneath, and it's building the pinball community that much stronger and that much more quickly. It's kind of a big deal to me that games like Stranger Things that are relevant for the right now to complete strangers to the pinball 
you know, family that we've come to know and love, they don't know anything about that. They just found a game that they thought was kind of cool and fun and they kept putting quarters in it. Now they've become invested. Now they're pinball people too. Uh, Deadpool has done a lot of that for us in location, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, getting a chance to see the operations side um, with what we do has, has shown me that a lot of these now current relevant titles do really, really well. Like right. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars does well because it's it's a huge franchise, but it's also because Star Wars is currently out in movies. And so young people can associate with that too. And I'm sure that's a huge part about why that machine does as well as it does. And like I said, Stranger Things has been gangbuster. So in Rick, Mor- Rick and Morty, if that game is a strong operators location game, that game will do really well. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited, excited to... to to see that one but I do I like that this there's this pivot to having things yes they're gonna kind of try to reach for those collector nostalgia yeah there's a market there obviously yeah there's a market for that but also I just I love seeing stuff like Stranger Things and the fact that I'm like oh this is relevant like this is relevant right now Rick and Morty relevant right now you know two really great themes Mm-hmm. You know, they're not reaching back into the vault for something, um, you know, in, in the sense of, you know, a, a pulling out a, a Back to the Future or a, a Gremlins or something. Um, you know, I love those like, types of themes, but I, I want I want to grow the hobby as much as we can. And to really do that, we have to get new players in. And to get new players in, we need to have things like like Stranger Things. Absolutely. And they need to fix the Demi Gorgon shot so that it's fun. <laughs> excellent point excellent we're all point. agreed so you can get the ball in the mouth and i i wanted to just volunteer one since you've been taking one for the team with your fourth of you with your foursomes and stuff i figured i would just <laughs> throw that one out there <laughs> okay I love, it. I love it so one of the things i i love that i see so much from you because you do travel so much for mm-hmm. competitive pinball deborah is your um i mean listeners if you haven't noticed uh Deborah is very well spoken. She has a, a lot of like really great pinball knowledge. Is to see you on the stream. I was calling y'all the stream team. Um, <laughs> you, Ma- Maureen, Hendricks, and Danny Peck were streaming for the women's event at Indisc. And I'm like, these ladies are amazing. So, what is it that you enjoy? Because it seems like you actually are having a really good time. Um, you know, whomever lie. you're streaming with. No, no, no. <laughs> that can't be. Have you ever met Danny? Have you ever met Danny? Danny has been on the show. Her Dan, her her, her accent is insufferable. Um, for yeah. one thing, it's obviously <laughs> fake. You can tell. Um, she probably pronounces Akadaka, which we all know is Akadaka. She probably pronounces it ACDC just because she's just so mean like that. Um, she's just she's an entirely too complicated and and difficult of a person to be around and and any illusion that i was enjoying myself immensely on a commentary with her was was strictly accidental and or i was just you know i was trying to play nice what could i say <laughs> oh my goodness she also brought the best stickers She's just so full of love. I love like she, <laughs> when she was on the show. She was great. I think that she makes everybody in the booth look better for for having great things to say and and being just a stand up fantastic kind of person that you really want to hang out with. So I know I like I want to hang out with her. I'm like I feel yeah. like my coolness factor and just my pinball factor just would rise just hanging out with her. It's like it's like add a ball. She's like add a ball to your multi ball, right? Yes. You're yeah. there, but then she's just making it better. 
Yeah. And, and I love Maureen. Maureen was the second guest ever on the podcast. Yep. I am so excited whenever I get to, I see Maureen um, uh, more in like, I, I get to see, I get to hear about Maureen more than I actually get to see Maureen. So it was really exciting not to just spend some time um, in the same room as her uh, in, in, disc, in disc, but actually to be in the same booth with her. That was a pleasure. You know, we hear you on the commentary all the time. Are there things when you are commentating on pinball that, that you like to mention or that you really like to focus on and talk about? Yeah. I mean, what do you like to hear from commentators when you're listening to something like that? That'll probably coincide with the list of things that I like to talk about. Like, but genuinely I ask you like, what is it that you want to hear? So I, I like, you know, it's almost like, you know, when you would think of like, you know, you have your color and you have your play-by-play yes. analyst. You have somebody who's doing play-by-play <laughs> that's talking about the shots and the things that they need to do. But then you have the other person talking about like the history of the game, what's going on in the tournament, um, you know, things that are going on with other players. And, and I think that you balance that really well, depending on who you're in the booth with. Okay. Yeah. I So I did like for a hot minute and nobody ever saw it. Um, they had me doing some commentary by myself, which was, I was like, oh my God, I need somebody. I can understand why there's people in the booth now. Um, <laughs> for the Bells tournament in Austin a few weeks ago, they're like, Lauren, get on the commentary. I'm like, do oh, it. Okay. And I mean, I, it was fun, but I'm like, oh my God, this is like, this is stressful doing it by myself. So much easier when you've got at least one other person, even if they're saying almost nothing at all, it's phenomenally better <laughs> when you have another person there in the booth with you. I totally agree. For me though, having somebody that can break down the rules and break down like, hey, so they've, they've stacked this, they need to shoot for this next. Yeah. You know, that 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 commentary I really like. And then just hearing more about, what's going on in the tournament and just the banter I really yeah. enjoy. Um, so when you talk about good commentary, there are, there are color commentators. There are the kind uh, there's, there's, there's the call that there's the commentators that love to tell you about the rules for hours and they never tire. And then there are some commentators that are just really slow and even keel. And, and I knew I could never really be the third one. And I wanted to be some combination of the first and second. And what would end up happening is I would show up in the booth with someone like Greg Pavarelli or Levy Naiman, and they would have all the color down pat. And so I would try to throw down for some rules. And if I ended up with Colin McAlpine, his hardcore rules, I was like, you know what, I got to bring it with some jokes. What can I say that's funny? Um, and just do it that way. So I would always try to compliment whoever I'm in the booth with and have fun with it because at the end of the day, I'm just hanging. I'm having a good conversation with friends and I always want to make it fun and funny for them. If I'm cracking myself up, I'm probably doing something right, it seems like. Yeah, definitely. I It's it's the element that I feel that you bring um, whenever I see you as part of a, a stream commentary. It there, there is a levity. There's a sense of fun and a sense of play um, because, you know, sometimes watching pinball, you know, it, it, you, you got to inject some fun. You, it can't just be, they hit this shot and they hit that shot. And I think that's something you do really, really well. Well, and sometimes people are so good at rules, but maybe they're like, maybe they're being so um, formulaic about it because they know it so well. They're like, well, mm -hmm. obviously it's this, then this, then this. And I'm like, uh, you know, please, please give me like a teleprompter because that's when you can have some real fun and start scribbling on, on the screen <laughs> and cracking people up because, you know, it's, the teleprompter or the the telewriters or drawers, right, right. whatever they, what do you call those? Tele, telestrators. 
Yeah, tell us. Straight. I, I don't know. I'm like the the thing, the stick that you write on the TV screen with. Yeah, the scribbly orange line that never goes where you want it to go. <laughs> the telestrator. So yeah, please give me a telestrator because I will scribble something and it will never quite be in the spot where I want it to be. And then we'll start making jokes and cracks about about that. Like it's just I don't know. Like you you've got to definitely just get up there and make fun of yourself, which. I, that's why you and I've got to get up there because I feel like we will be riffing back oh and forth. Oh my God. That like would be super fun. Real dweebs because we're dweebs. <laughs> okay. So what else do dweebs talk about on your podcast? Oh my God. So the other thing, so I want to just ask you, since you are on the, the, the circuit on the road, 2020 for you, what do you see? What are some events that you see happening for you this year? So events for 2020, I know there are going to be for sure events um, let me use like not the word events. There, there are some guaranteed stops along the way, like Texas Pinball Festival. I know we're going to be doing that. Um, uh, we want to do Free Play Florida and OBX this year. We usually can't because they fall on the same weekend. Um, and if you've never heard of IAPA, look it up. I A P P um, uh, I A I <laughs> I have uh, I A P P A. Uh, it's in Florida. It's uh, it's usually held before or after free play. Um, I think a more accurate way to say is free play is either held before or after it, and right. it's an amusement expo. Have you heard of it? I've seen the acronym. That when you spelled it, I was like, I've seen that. Yeah. So I, I don't know a lot about it though. But listeners, I'll include a link. Yeah, um, we're doing Florida this year for the the worlds. Uh, the Women's National Championships in Denver, I'm really excited about. That's coming up in March. And the Pin Masters um, also have a, a spot in that uh, for having qualified for Women's Nationals. Uh, we're going to be, let's see here. It's very possible we'll do Southern Fried this year. Um, you know, we did Louisville last year, and that was a lot of fun. I don't know if it's in the cards. I've heard for about that year. show. Um, I've heard that's a really nice little show. There's no tournament this year, but I'm, I don't think there's like an actual tournament. There might be, you know, some sort of like lesser side type tournament, but like right. obviously nothing like circuit level. Um, but it's just fun to go. Like ants. Have you ever met ants? Okay, go to Zanzibar sometime, everybody listening, and, and you, Lauren, go to Zanzibar sometime, you will never regret it. Um, that is one of Ants's place, places. <laughs> um, I think he also has one that he's opening up called Bar of Soap, but I digress. Uh, we are going to try to check out Yeg Pin this year. Go okay. Canada! Yay, Canada! So, uh, so on February 29th, we're uh, doing this thing called the Bunkin. Um, it's going to be in Piqua, Ohio, and I'm excited about that uh, because Jen Ruper, um, along with Brooke Spradlin uh, and uh, Devin Jeffries and Gillian, um, who's going to be on the show later on in the month, um, and myself, uh, we're doing a 24-hour pinball tournament there. Um, and we're just going to kind of rock out and party. Um, all That's of- awesome. All of February 29th into March 1st. <laughs> I haven't really heard a lot of uh, women's uh, 24 hour events. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, this has never happened before. And I know you asked me about shows I'm going to the Sanctum 24 hour tournament is definitely high up on the list this year. Oh, God, Pinburg. How could I forget about Pinburg? And you know what I really want to I mentioned earlier, Allentown, I want to go back to Allentown. And it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. Anytime Aww. soon. But it's one of my it's it's got a special place in my heart. And it's the first time I met Tim. So um Aww. So speaking of the bunkin, it's going to be like over the top of uh, Crazy Martins. And I also wanted to give a shout out for Crazy Martins because they've donated $300 to the Women's National Championships in Denver this oh, month. That's this awesome. Next month. 
which is just like just out of the blue i said hey do you want to contribute and um he's like yeah like how much do you want it i was like i don't know like three how perfect is that <laughs> how perfectly delightful <laughs> Quarters. I literally, I walked out with, um, with a box. Oh my goodness! Of three hundred dollars in quarters, and that was amazing. That's um, the best. I'm, I'm also the going best. to. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's it's someone who actually does really cool. Speaking of like modding out and fixing your games, like have you ever heard of the speaker light kits guy? Okay, so Doug has also pledged to give $100 to the National Women's Championship, which I'm really excited about. Thank you, Doug. That's amazing. Thank you so much. And and Gracie Martin, I mean, like, that's awesome. Yeah, I, you know, because, well, again, it goes back to, like, pinball people in the community being really cool. But, like, there are no prizes for um, the National Women's uh, uh, below fourth place. First through fourth are guaranteed prizes of, like, $200 and better, and that's great. But there are 20 other women that are traveling to National that will get nothing they paid fifty dollars to participate and they get nothing um if they don't get the top one of the top four spots and i i was there last year qualified last year and played in it and i didn't realize there would be like nothing for prizes and i wasn't like i mean i'm i'm not worried about for me but like i kind of feel if you're in a national competition like that and there's 24 spots it feels it feels like you should walk away with something if, even yeah. if it's like i don't even it's 20 bucks you know you're still losing 30 bucks on the deal but but you got something um and i feel like it should be commiserate with you know how far forward in the competition you got like if you made it past the first round you get a little bit more dough if you made it into the third round you get a little bit more dough and i just i don't know i feel like that's just good clean pinball fun um in competition and so i really wanted to work and and josh sharp gave the go ahead and said yeah you know what deborah if you find sponsors who want to like throw down money for this by all means we'll we'll talk yeah. about them on the stream and support it but the women's national championship has actually done a lot for me and a lot of the women i know speaking of like supporting women and pinball and inclusivity and diversity and all of that you know and i know that matters to you it's certainly actually turns out that it matters to me because i've seen the pinball community get huge on the women's side when i started there were like four or five women that i really knew and now there's like 40 or 50 that are like competitive strong players that i see at a lot of the events who are putting podcasts together and again this is brand new you've, you've been here two years right yeah this is all because this is this is a lot of recent um a building and and support by the community and by women in pinball creating this space and making it big and exciting for women who have never really gotten into the scene before. So yeah, I'd like it matters to me to, you know, kind of make it extra fun and exciting. So kudos to the IFPA for allowing me to go on my little excursion and get sponsorships and, and kudos to you for doing that. I mean, and, and making it special. <laughs> so awesome job to you. Cause you're kind of, you're, you're taking it on and doing that. And I think that's amazing. I feel like it's, uh, well, it feels, it feels just good and fun and it's, yeah, it's, just want to do it. <laughs> um, if anybody who is listening to your backball, back, backball, <laughs> no, I'm doing it. That's the, the show after midnight. So. <laughs> you got it. You got to make sure we're not editing that out. We're leaving that one <laughs> Backball time. Um, so if anyone is listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast and is like, you know, I could do that. Like, we'll take $20. We'll take $50. We will. 
uh, pardon the expression, we will pimp you on the stream. We will talk about your business. We will just talk about how awesome you are as a person that you would want to support Women's Pinball. Um, and so by all means, reach out to Lauren or to myself if you're interested in doing that and supporting it. I totally appreciate it. And the women who are traveling to nationals um, uh, at the end of the month here will will really appreciate it too. I really mean it. So. Yeah. So, and, and if you guys uh, went away, if you don't know Deborah personally, uh, you can contact me at the podcast and I will make sure to put you in contact with Deborah. So yeah. So um, if you, if you want to kind of put your money where your heart is and in support the ladies, that would be amazing. Um, yeah. Yes. It's, it's amazing. So thank you so much for kind of, you know, working on that and doing that, Deborah, that I, heart emoji heart emoji to you. No, I really appreciate it. Actually, like I did, it didn't occur to me that I would have the opportunity to even, you know, talk about um, my excitement about, you know, the nationals and hopefully, you know, making it a little more juicy this year um, for the women. And the year after that, you know, if they start charging a dollar for women's events, which I'm kind of on board, I was a little bit against it at first because I really don't want anything that's going to stop women from just being like, whatever, it's free, I'll show up. Um, but now that like it's become as big as it is, I feel better about, you know, that extra dollar fee going towards this you know this competitive stream right. you know for like states um for states and money there and nationals and money there i think that's like it's not like the money it's not like josh is like going to get facials with the dollars that the ifba <laughs> is collecting like they're giving that money back to the competitors so you know i can i can get behind that but that's not going to start until next year or the year after that so i just wanted to do something in the meantime Hey, can we talk about Chicago Expo for a second? <laughs> of course. So what's up with Chicago Expo? I, lo I love it. Like, listeners, this is like the most prepared any of my guests have ever come to the show with. She has like notes and like stuff and everything. I love it. I love it. We're going to, we're, we're calling this the, the, the extra extra edition of the Backbox Pinball Podcast. Love it. You know us. We live, we breathe this pinball craziness. <laughs> so what's up with, um, with uh, Expo? So two years ago, Chicago Expo was run by Rob Burke and that other guy, oh, Pesek. Mike Pace. Right. It was amazing. It was a whirlwind of, of personality. Um, and and it was it was a thing. It was a sight to behold. And we did um we did the Chicago Expo flipout tournament, Trent and I. And I when I say we, I mean he. He's organized it, he's put it together for years and he does a great job with it. And it's kind of been like evolving in the last couple of years too. Like we went from more of a paper format to actually using um, software to to actually facilitate getting everybody on the games and, and all that fun stuff. So we've been evolving along the way. So three years ago I started helping out. Two years ago, or what rather last year, let's talk about that. Um, I, I I became much more involved in the organizing of it mm -hmm. um and it's a major it's a major tournament have you ever put together what major tournaments have you have you do you uh, do the td thing i do the td thing i i freak out putting my local bells tournament together so yes. um, and i'm, I'm right? trying to put this together for um like a texas pinbell league we're trying to trying to do something for the pinbell did you say texas pinbell pin league yes <gasps> so That's adorable. isn't it adorbs uh i i can't I take credit it. for the name um, but the the Bells chapters, um, San Antonio, Austin, and uh, Houston have gotten together. And we're, we have something in Texas called the Texas oh, Pinball yeah. League, um, where the the cities kind of play each other and they have qualifiers and then they have an actual like tournament with the qualifiers. And, yeah. and we're doing the same thing, but lady style. Um, more Dude, to come I love on that. So. I love the contingency that is Texas. So, <laughs> so all of that extra stuff happening is pretty cool. Yeah. So, so, so what's up with Expo? 
Okay, so so last year I became much more involved in the organization and the running of it, um, and like like it felt more like I was kind of co-producing it. Right. Um, although you know, again, it's just always been Trent's show, but like definitely far more involved. And this this year, there's talk, there's whispers in the hall of um, of essentially uh, of essentially myself being the um, the primary tournament director with the assistance of one Trent Augenstein as my right-hand man. So exciting. (laughs) And um, that's exciting and intense and whoa, because anything of the size, you know, ask any, uh, you know, ask head spinning Colin McAlpin at, at, you know, one of the tournaments that he helps organize. Like it's, it's just a lot of, it's a lot of effort. It really humbles you because whoa, um, and you can't do it without like a, just a pile of people behind you and supporting you and volunteers um, and just people who, you know, want to see it happen. Like it was insane last year. It's going to be insane this year. I'm kind of full of butterflies and excitement about it though, because it's going to be the most major thing that I've done of organizing and actually involving myself with pinball. So, um, so that's exciting. And I just wanted to give a shout out for how expos kind of like come along itself, like the, the pinball expo itself Mm -hmm. and how, how much fun it was last year. There was a rave. There was a rave. Um, and it was amazing. There was a 24 hour dance party. Come on. Uh, that's never happened before. And I really hope it happens again. Um, but we had we had a great time, and it was kind of like the biggest and baddest. And Chicago Expo, I realize, is like one of the premier, like one of the original, like pinball things that was happening that was major. And um, and it's kind of I don't know, it's like entering its new evolution. And you know, we've got so many other things now. We have TPF and Pinburg and Southern Fried and and uh, what's the Magfest? Magfest um, and. The, the Midwest arcade gaming, whatever it's called, and and Yegpin, and you know, like you, you. the Chicago Expo, it's the granddaddy. It's the it's the one that is it the, the granddaddy? It's, it's kind of the granddaddy. I mean, um, to me, it is because I think it's ex- it's existed the longest, and it was considered the show for the longest time. And yeah, and now that there's so the many show. other shows on the scene, to me, it's still kind of like the show. You know, this is where particularly the manufacturers get a chance to kind of roll out and, and talk about what's coming up. So um, I consider it one of the top shows in the country. Cool. I'm glad to hear that its reputation still precedes itself a little bit. It's new. It's new and different. And uh, and like even like again, like from three years ago when I first saw it, right. it was kind of like entering this final stage of kind of. I think, I don't know, I might be being getting too poetic, but it was kind of like the end stages of what it was and then like a reorganizing year. Yeah. And then it came back and it was like, wow, this is actually really cool and fun and neat. Um, so yeah, I'm actually really extra excited about Expo this year. And, and so that'll be cool. Well, that's awesome. Well, I'm excited. 2020 seems like it's going to be a, a hot year for you, Deborah. I'm excited for you. It's really, uh, yeah, well, and when we're trying to do this is probably nothing that you'll like leave in the podcast, but like last year we traveled for what feels like 75% of the year. I mean, like constantly gone, like chores piling up and my cats, I'm feeling like, I'm feeling like they have more of a relationship with my neighbor now than they do with me. (laughs) I miss, I just miss cuddling with my kitty. Um, Now I'm saying things that are double entendre. Holy cow. (laughs) 
Um, but I do uh, love traveling, and I am looking forward to that. And it's just it's ridiculous that we're living now in like this age of pinball, where you can have four different, you can have three circuit events happening like on one weekend, yeah, and five different major events happening on another weekend, and they're back to back. What is that? <laughs> so. That is that is the space and time that we are inhabiting right now. And you can ask anyone who's been doing this for more than 10 years, and they never saw this coming. They were like, what? Nah, maybe we'll be lucky if Pinball survives. And now we're doing this. And we've got how many podcasts now? Oh, until oh, recently. How many more podcasts? <laughs> but, but, but more people, I think. I also think that more people will come in to fill kind of those independent slots of podcasts. And I think it will actually open up. But I think that there will be more room for people who haven't even started podcasts yet to actually kind of come up and do stuff like what you're doing. I love you for doing this podcast Aww. and for just... Why did you decide to start the podcast? You know, I, I, I talked a little bit about it, but it was, I like listening to podcasts. I had a radio background. Um, I, I was just a fan of podcasts. Oh. And the thing was, is that while I enjoyed the podcasts that were out there, um, you know, I've many of them I've really enjoyed, you know, the Pinball Players Podcast, Pinball Profile, um, you know, This Flippin' Podcast, um, twip. I, yeah. I liked it, but I felt, and, and this is, I just felt like I wanted to hear more about women in the hobby and not to say that they oh. didn't have women on those shows, but realistically, yeah. like it was mostly just guys. And it, I, I didn't knock them for that. I'm like, well, I'm just kind of a, the kind of person. Well, if I want to hear more stories about women, maybe I need to do a show about women and, you know, and women and their friends. Um, so that's one of those things where, you know, I, I think there are so many because I've been asked on several occasions, when you, are you going to have a guy on the show? And it's not that I don't <laughs> want to have a guy on the show. It's that there are so many stories and so many women that I meet. I literally have a giant spreadsheet full of names of people um, that I have been recommended to me or that I want to talk to. I'm not running out of oh women God, to talk God. to. So it's kind of one of those, like, it's not that I don't want to talk to, to, to guys. I just have lots of ladies to talk to. So. Um, do you know Abby Terran? No. Is okay. she another one? Can you put her on the list? I will put her oh, on the Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I, I, again, I will like try to, take too much uh copy time but like if i uh do you do you you don't yeah you don't need to like know anything specific if i just give you names you can throw them on the list and then yeah Yeah, and and, and it doesn't necessarily you have to if you ever think of like hey you should interview this person just shoot me like a message or something because that's what a lot of like a lot of people do they'll either they'll come on the show and then they're like hey you should interview this person this person and this person i was like oh okay um, Sweet. That's probably why your list is as long as it is. Yeah, that's a, and I'm like, okay, I'll put them on the list. Um, and, and some people have said no, and that's okay. Um, but a lot of people just say yes, and you know they're excited to come on the show. So I'm like, all right, it's gonna be cool. Um, I think so people get nervous because they're like, oh, I was like, it's gonna be fine. It's just like you and me hanging out, just chatting. So. Right. So speaking of this thing, taking a lot of like, you know, time, energy and, and all of that, like, like you were talking about Patreon earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of interested in becoming some sort of a subscriber and or a uh, patron. 
And and so like I needed to know like something about how to how to do that so that I can. Well, so we'll we'll, we'll have our Patreon discussion here. Um, there is Patreon. Oh, there's, discussion. there's gonna be like a, well, just a quick breakdown. So um, I do have a Patreon uh, link on the website, which is uh, backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. That is the website for the show. When you go there, you will see a link at the top navigation bar that says Patreon. When you click on that link, it will take you to my Patreon page. Um, there are two levels of sponsorship. One is the nightlight level, which is $5 a month. And you can sponsor the show at that level. Until recently, I was like, I didn't have anything except that you're awesome and you got a thumbs up. But I wanted to give something to the people who sponsored at that level. Like I was like, I want to give them something. So I'm in the process yeah. of having cool enamel pins made of the logo. Ooh, they're like an enamel. inch and a half. They're super cute. They got glitter. It, they're very fun. Um, so those should hopefully be coming in sometime this month. So anybody that donates at the nightlight level, um, will get a pin and also a decently sized vinyl, uh, cutout sticker for your car. So you get the sticker and you get the pin. If you donate at the $5 level, there is a $25 level, um, where you would actually get a t-shirt along with the pin and the, the sticker. Um, so if you want to like do $5 that, a month or yeah, like, yeah. If you wanted to like donate at $25 a month, which is very high, but you know, that's why I was like, well, that's why they get a t-shirt. Um, but the, the $5 <laughs> level is, is pretty much what everybody does. And it, it is very helpful to me. I appreciate it. It covers some of my expenses, um, like, you know, hosting the show and, and the editing software and all that. So it, it's super fun, yeah. but I want to make sure that the people who are supporting me are getting something back. So I, I, I'm excited about the pins and the stickers and hopefully I should have those in the mail next month. For those of you who are already Patreon uh, subscribers, for those of you who, who want to join up, um, you'll be getting those shortly as well. Oh, but I got to do it. I got to do my own pinball tutorial. Like, what do you call Fine. it? I got to do my own pinball tutorial, uh, like uh, instruction thing on how to install shooter lane protectors. Ooh. Nice. With mezzel bods. I so like you that. can look me up on YouTube if you want. I might have to put that <laughs> on the, the show notes. I'm, that's awesome. I'm, I'm totally there. Yep, yep. Oh, and I saw pinball tattoos earlier. Are we really like, like, do you have any? This is all I wanted to ask. Do you have any pinball tattoos? You know what? And if not, why not? So, so it's funny you should say that. Um, I don't have any tattoos, and it's not because I don't like them. It's just I've never found something that resonated enough for me to like put it permanently on my body, or at least permanently enough. Oh. Um, but classic, I, classic I, uh, deflection. Yeah, but that was until but, very recently. But? Um, (gasps) I, I have already decided, um, I want to get some flippers done on my arm and I haven't quite, I have, I have a, like a, like a, you know, cause I told y'all I work for the government. I have a job where I have to keep them covered. So I'm kind of like trying to figure out where, keep it secret, keep it safe. safe. Uh, I have to figure out where on my arm. Like my idea was that they would be like on my wrists, like one flipper on each side. And, but I was like, uh, I was like, that would be cool. But I was like, that means I would always have to wear long sleeves when I teach. And I'm like, ah. So I was like, well, maybe I'll put them up. Just put one above each breast. Don't that, you think that, that would be oh cool? God. <laughs> flippy, flippy. That would be, that would be a look. Uh, that would definitely be a look. Um, that, that is a possibility. What I thought you would say was, Deborah, you first. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my god um yeah so so i'm trying to decide um where because i want them to be because um listeners you guys know how much i love bsd 
And that's like my my grail. It's my jam. And I want the lightning flippers. So because the, the, oh. I want the little like flippers with the lightning bolts. That's what I want. And I just have to figure out where to place them. Um, and Dude, that's wicked cool. Yeah. So I'm excited. And, you know, I, I love I love tattoos. I love like that kind of to me, that's a beautiful expression of art. And I know and the thing is, I know me as soon as I get one, it's going to be like the freaking pinball machine. I'm going to end up with like several because they're like cats and I'm just going to want to get all the, all the tattoos. But this is what everyone, this is what everyone really wants to know. How wide will your flipper gap be? <laughs> this is, this is not a, this is not a weird come out. Like, no, I really literally be like, you know, it matters, right? Flipper gap. Cause I hate a wide flipper gap, but you don't want to put it too close. Cause then it's obviously, you know, that's, that's no, that's not a challenge at all. Well, I, I, I think if the if I do the flippers on each arm, Deborah, you're putting too much thought in. I know if I put the flippers on each arm, then that wouldn't matter. But if I put them like on one place, I'd want it to be the traditional, like standard flipper gap. I don't want it to be too easy because that's not who I am. Uh, I that. <laughs> I'm well, easy, not but not in that like way. Um, gap, but not, like not a Ghostbusters. Yeah, gap, no, no, no. Don't make that's just impossible. No, that's just me. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, you know. I honestly like, like I'm trying to think, I, I love the flipper idea, but and as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, okay, practically, where would that be awesome on my body? I can't think of the spot I would want to put it. Like flipper sounds perfect, but I don't know where. I, I wish you the best of luck in your placement. <laughs> you will think of what's perfect for you, but like I, that kind of stymies me. I'm like, I don't know where I'd put a pair of flippers. My favorite pinball tattoo, um, Jessica Donardo has a half sleeve of a really cool pinball play field um, that I absolutely love. She heard that um, she got it done uh, by an artist in Portland that I follow. I think is it's like Winston the Whale. I think is the shop, but um, it's a really cool. I was like, well, and, and I thought maybe I would do that, like instead of the flippers. But I really want the flippers. I just have to figure out where. Yeah, to do the flippers is great. Yeah, yeah, no. Go, I just, just got to figure out how and where they're going to be placed, but. I love it. Cool. Well, I would love to be one of the first people to see a picture uh, when this is complete. Yes. As soon as as soon as I figure that out and get them done, I will send you pics. Um. So the other question I had for you is, how many uh, pairs of soft plunge shorts do you own? This booty cannot be too by <laughs> is more than zero. You know what? So I had this discussion. Do we have to sending you soft plunge. I think we do. <laughs> I love, I, I have like several shirts. I just, you know, Jessica's been no trying shorts, to though. encourage me to get the shorts because I've got a That's whole lot of booty, saying. y'all. A whole lot of booty. I just don't know about the material, <laughs> if there's enough in there to cover the the booty. So, um, but we'll have I to have talk about that. I a and a black pair and they are tiny. <laughs> they are so <laughs> tiny. And I'm like, I got a big old backside. And I'm like, I just don't know. Um, Jessica's going to be on the show, you guys, in March. We're going to be kind of doing like a little pinball fashion show before TPF. But uh, but yeah, I, uh, I, I we may have to go back to the booty short discussion when she comes on. I, I really want one. Like I want a pair, but I just... I, I don't know. I'm just going to need like special custom booty shorts. Well, this is, this is what I do um, so that you, you can have a plan of action in case they show up and you're like, whoa, because I know you're going to get a pair eventually. That's just, that's obviously a given. But <laughs> when you do, you put them on and you're like, that's just a lot of air to places that doesn't usually get that much circulation. <laughs> what you do is you find like the best pair of like sparkly or lacy or polka dotted or whatever it is like um uh like uh, what do you call it? like either tights or um okay what am I, 
leggings. Leggings, thank you. Yeah, you find polka dots or lace or sparkly leggings or tights and you whip those guys on and then you put the shorts on over that and it's perfect and you don't feel like you're letting all the stuff My, fly. Yeah. Um, because I feel like super exposed in those shorts, but I think they're magnificent. Um, so I very rarely, I very rarely go without anything underneath, but all the time I'm sporting like whatever cool leggings I have. It's, it's, totally worth it i i you got it right. i think that might be the way to go with the the shorts because if not somebody's gonna be see a whole lot of extra lady stuff i'm like Which is right. <laughs> i do i am aware that the draft is it's a little drafty it is yeah. a little drafty and weird yeah <laughs> my, my hacienda does not need to be that open to everybody all right so i just i gotta my make sure I gotta keep that covered um but yeah yeah i'll have to talk to jessica about this it's too funny oh my goodness so with within within every like that's everything i wanted to talk about (laughs) so we we have covered everything in the show today so all right well deborah the door is always open you are more than welcome to come back anytime you want because this was hilarious i've had such a great time um on the show we have one segment and it is called inside the pinball arcade and what we do is we ask you several questions and we find out more about you and your pinball mind are you ready we have to yes we have to really we do it's going to be okay. Uh, I promise. It's going to be fun. It's gonna, you're going to love it. Haven't you heard my voice long enough? <laughs> no. Okay. No. What more do you want from me? All right. Let's do it. Eight questions. Here we go. Question number one. What game? Did you say eight? Eight. eight. It's going to be eight. It's gonna be okay. Question. A lot of questions. Okay. <laughs> question number one. What game yes. do you love? Uh, fire. What is it that you love about fire? Uh, I, I love it for being... Mm, well i love it for being the first game that i ever played uh the fire quotes the fire call outs are awesome <laughs> oh my gosh and some save my baby <laughs> we've lost her <laughs> um and and it's got a bell on the top dang 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 the skill shot is super cool and if you hit it just right if you get the hundred thousand skill shot it goes <laughs> um, it makes a beautiful noise. Like if you could superimpose the actual noise that it makes and, and not have my voice doing a poor rendition of it. Um, that's, that's how we would do that. But all you have is my voice, I guess for now, it's a beautiful game. And if you see a fire on location, you walk over to it, you put some quarters in and you play that game. I love it. I love it. All right. Question number two, what game do you hate? Um, we're going to keep it simple and just go Aerosmith. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, it's okay. I don't love it. Mm. Go ahead. Change my mind. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm not on that boat. I'm not totally, yeah. totally not on that bus. But uh, I'm just kind of like, I, I'm not crazy about it. It's it's all right. It's all right. Um, I love, I love uh, Dirty Donnie's art, yeah, no, um, art I've was- said before. And I really, really do like the look of it, but I do not love that machine's. Uh, I do not love that machine's the way it plays. Yeah, right. no, agree. All right, question number three. What is your favorite pinball sound? My favorite pinball sound? Can we give some examples like, of This can be like the sound a mech makes. This can be a soundtrack. This can be a song. Okay, I can tell you. That's easy. Grand Prix, the EM version, the sound the spinner makes. Nice. Clickety, 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 clickety. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Just want to hit that thing for days. We've talked about it. I, we call, had- it I call it Deborahine the spinner. <laughs> I love I love ripping a good spinner. No, that's a that's yeah. there's nothing better than that sound. So I like that one a lot. 
All right. Question number four. Put in the part about debering the spinner. <laughs> we'll just keep that between you and me. I like debering the spinner. I oh, okay. I love it. If you think it's cool, you keep it in. If it sounds weird, you cut no, it. No, no, no. We're staying. That's staying. Um. All right. Question number four. What is your favorite pinball art package? This can be back glass. This can be cabinet art. This can be playfield art, or a mix of the three. I think if. Like I told you, my favorite game is Fire, you know, nostalgia, and it looks really beautiful. It's got this cool, it's got this cool, like, fluttering fire thing that it does, um, where it kind of manipulates light um, to make it look like you're actually, you know, seeing the depiction of fire. Um, That's cool. It's, again, you just kind of have to look at it to see it. But I kind of want to, like, say Deadpool? I feel like it's kind of a cop-out to use all these modern games to say, oh, what I love this art and I hate this game, but modern Deadpool is a beautiful game. And my favorite part about the art package is what's happening on the screen. I like that they make it look like 16-bit effect where it's probably more like 128-bit or something like that, but like where they make, where, where they have like, Deadpool fighting Mystique and Deadpool fighting Juggernaut. Like that stuff is hilarious. Yeah. Or megalodon fight or the ninjas coming down like inexplicable ninjas coming to like that's like classic arcade fight game like hilarious graphics and that somebody thought to actually incorporate that into the gameplay and i think it makes it like a lot more fun for people who are just watching you play pinball while you're while you're doing your thing i think that art package is super cool what's your favorite um fathom Oh my God. See, that's classic. Cool. That is a gorgeous game. And people like, I like it. I like it with the, um, uh, like the original lights. And I like it with like, if you do comet lights and Mm -hmm. other things where, you know, you throw on the LEDs, the blues and the greens. Oh, that's such a better. See, that's a good. I like Deadpool though. That's a good answer. answer. It's a great art package. Those are both good answers. There. We will agree that they're both good. All right. Question. Next question is, what is your favorite event to attend or expo or event to play in? And besides Pinburg. There's lots of people say yes, Pinburg. Yes, that's why we've added besides Pinburg. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, that's easy. The 24-hour Sanctum Tournament. Hello. Yeah, no, um, that, that has been mentioned a few times as well. So that, um, I, I, I don't know if I could ever handle being up 24 hours, but I would like to you try. Could. You could. <laughs> if the Kesselman can handle it, you can. <laughs> you can do it. All right. Next question. What is your grail pin? What pinball machine would you like to own above all others? I played the fifth. <laughs> Anything I say is untrue and is, is not. Like, I haven't decided. I haven't figured out what my grail pin is yet. And I have way too much opportunity to go play all the games. And Like, I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled rotten with access um and 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 will be for the foreseeable future so i can't i can't properly say that i at one point maybe the next time i come on the show i will have, have an answer for that See, question you read, you read my mind deborah i said the, the next time you're on the show you can just you can come up with an answer then well so so we'll put a pin in that one all right next question who would you like playing or whom do you enjoy playing head-to-head with the most well, I, since I've had an opportunity to play with a lot, a lot of different uh, people and I, you know, like there's, it's just arguably that everyone's fun to play with on some level, like a new person who's never played before. I get to teach them a lot of things. Someone who's an expert beyond my level. I get to just watch them effortlessly, effortlessly get 
a gazillion points while they're half asleep. Uh, so I'm going to go with, I would, I would like pick someone. What I'm, what I'm looking for in my mind is I'm looking for like, like Barack Obama or something <laughs> <laughs> or, or like I was trying to think of like, you know, like literally like a figure that's no longer with us. Um, somebody who, can you help me out? Like, can you think of somebody cool? Like maybe jog my mind a little bit. Like who would you want to play pinball with that you wouldn't like think is like, is not necessarily like a pinball person, but you'd be like, Oh, that person would be cool to hang out with and play pinball with hmm. like a celebrity or like your favorite author or someone political or uh, like a singer. Maybe you'd want to play pinball with Akadaka. Um, <laughs> like, like when it comes to me, I'm going to be like, oh my God, that person, that's who I play pinball with. And that's the greatest answer ever. And I'm so proud um, of my answer. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I'm like so trying to like, for, yeah, that, for for me, my, my answer was Roger Sharp. Really? Yeah. Oh, he's a hoot to play pinball with. I've never played yes, with him. Have, and um, to me, he's like the OG original gangsta. And, uh, you know, I mean, if you have an episode of Drunk History, I'm just like, you're just winning at life. And he's just somebody I always <laughs> wanted to meet. And I would just be pleased as punch to play pinball with him. So he's at the top of my list. Oh, my God, you did it. You did it. I want to play pinball with Anthony Bourdain. <gasps> uh, that would be amazing. That would be, oh, my God. I, I am a huge Anthony Bourdain fan. Like, not, it's not like Dude. anybody would know this on the podcast, but um, I've read all his books. Um, huge fan of his. Oh my God. He would be so much fun. Oh. Yes. And, it, and we would probably be somewhere with good snacks. So yeah, the food would be great. The drink would be great. The conversation would be scintillating. He would be hilarious playing pinball. I bet you. And, and there, and there, and there might be there. Just how good would that be? No, I, yeah. I love that. That's, that is really unique. I really like that answer. So awesome. That one. Yeah. Anthony Bourdain. That's, if I had the opportunity, I would play pinball with Anthony Bourdain. Yes, sir. I like that. I like it. All right. Final question. What is your dream theme? What theme would you most like to see come to life by a major pinball manufacturer? Oh, well, first of all, I want to say I hate you. (laughs) (sighs) Second of all, my dream theme. Okay, well, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go completely off the deep end here. And I'm just going to say Tilt Amusements. Uh, My dream theme is a Tilt Amusements pinball machine. It's probably a one-off, but maybe it'll sell thousands and it would be amazing. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It'd be like an homage to all things pinball all throughout the centuries. And there would be lots of extra like cool tilting modes and you'd probably get like bonus points for tilting as opposed to getting your game cut off from you. That's what I think. I like it. I love it. I love it. All right. So that's it. We, we've come to the end of the show. Deborah. this has been amazing. Uh, I got some editing to do, but it's going to be... I'm so sorry. No, I love it. I'm like, the, this has been like the super edition of the Backbox Pinball Podcast. I love that you came prepared. That was so awesome. She's keeping me on my toes, listeners. Um, I, again, thank you for everything that you do for, for the hobby and the sport. I enjoy watching you immensely, not only as a player, but again, as a commentator. I, I get excited when I see that you're going to be in the commentary booth. Uh, I can't wait to see you. I, I'm going to see you at TPF for sure. For folks who want to find cool. out more about the magic that is Deborah, uh, where can they reach out to you at? Uh, well, if for whatever reason they want to get a hold of me directly, they can always email me, Deborah Tallman at gmail.com. 
Um, and I can provide you with like the spelling of that last name uh, <laughs> if you want. Um, yeah, people, people can always reach out to me on Facebook, particularly if you're going to Facebook friend me, just like send me a message. So I know what's going on or who you are. That's always helpful. That, that is always um, and, um, and you could always, you know, you could always reach me through Tilt Amusements as well, or even through you. And yes. uh, yeah, and I'm always up for some new pinball friends. Yay, new pinball friends. And a big reminder, you guys, if you're a sponsor, or if you're just somebody who has a couple of bucks that you would like to yes, donate yes, yes. to the, the Women's um, Pinball Championship, um, again, you can get national championships in Denver in March, in March. So it's right around the corner. If you guys would like to support and get some major, major love on the stream, uh, reach out to Deborah. You can reach out to me. I'll put you in contact with Deborah. Um, and, uh, much, much love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much in advance for those of you who, who take advantage of that. And, Th that's it, you guys. Um, if you have any comments about the show, you can always email me. Again, the email is backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com. Keep flipping. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get pinball fun delivered to you every week, subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at show notes and more, visit our website at backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Thanks for taking us with you, and keep flipping! Keep flipping!